freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 309 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by AZ Firearms Auctions. Now that's a new one. We have not said that before, and we recently announced some very big news that our retail shop of, what, 18 or so years, Dan? Yep. We are uh, transitioning out of retail and focusing all of our efforts on our auction business, our sister company, Pot of Gold Auctions. And so we're rebranding as AZ Firearms Auctions, your nationwide hometown gun auction. So be sure to check that out. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Standing Up. Our guest today is Julie Wimps. Julie is the co-founder of Arizona Stands Up, which is a nonprofit organization consisting of patriots and leaders standing against the current unlawful government's imposed state of emergency executive orders, closure of businesses and mask mandates due to COVID-19 restrictions. People have the personal right to decide their health care directive and how to manage their own lives and livelihoods. Go figure. And the government overreach has gone too far, and Julie and members of Arizona Stands Up believe that it will take legal action to stop the state and local government leaders from infringing further. Oh, this is amazing. Julie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So, you know, even as we sit here in the studio, we are meeting today on Monday, May 17th. Uh, there are still very many places where individual businesses are doing masking mandates. For the most part, I think maybe the government has taken its sticky fingers off of that particular part of our life. But I don't think that that negates the need for these kinds of conversations because after the year we've been through, what we've allowed to happen as citizens if we've allowed it once, we have just opened the door to total mayhem, I think. You tell us what your thoughts are. Agree, I agree, I agree. Um, what I can is I can share a little bit about how we started or I can tell you kind of where you're at. Where would you like me to start? Let's start at the start. Where did this whole idea come from? <laughs> so um, what got me started into this research and searching actually started a year ago March, I had two ladies that came down and stayed with me from Seattle. And one of them had worked for Boeing for 30 years. And she was actually stationed in Wuhan for three years. She knew the Wuhan Virology Lab. She knew that wet market. And wow. conversations over a couple of days about what went on over there. So that started my rabbit hole research of digging and digging. And, and like a lot of us, 
in the beginning, everything was just off. This didn't seem right. The information wasn't right. We have God-given great immune systems why all these things were happening. So that really started the digging um, that long ago. And I had originally started something called Americans for Truth and Freedom last May. And it was about the fight of what we're looking at now, knowing that we needed to go after something like this. Mm -hmm. I had run across a group that I ended up meeting the founder and chatting with what I was starting. And he goes, well, we're already doing this. Why don't you join us? So I actually took four months. I put mine aside took four months to help um, organize that group and be a part of that, but it wasn't going the direction that we felt, I felt it should, and it wasn't doing what I knew we needed to do. So during that time, I actually met Teresa, my co-founder, and she and I started talking and everything and, and started thinking why there has to be someone filing lawsuits. There has to be someone filing lawsuits here in Arizona to stop the state of emergency because we knew everything hinged under the state of emergency, the mass mandates, the business shutdowns, the, the, you know, the government usurping our rights and removing our freedom. So we looked everywhere and there wasn't anybody doing it. And we kind of looked at each other and said, well, some, somebody has got to do it. You know, somebody, somebody has got to do this. So here's two little females decide we're just going to join forces and do this. And during that time, we had come in contact with Ohio Stands Up, which was the first uh, state to launch the lawsuit um, against the state of emergency in Ohio. Um, subsequently, New Mexico Stands Up has started and other ones. So we were talking to the lead plaintiff in Ohio, finding out what they were doing, talking to Tom Renz, the attorney, and they were like, we'll help you get going. We'll give you our, um, our information and everything. And during that time, we had started switching uh, started using the stand-up because we wanted to brand with everybody else. So we moved Americans for Truth and Freedom aside, just put that aside, and started our um, Arizona Stands Up movement. So during this period of time, we had been raising money to strictly litigate against the state of emergency. And even just to find attorneys that were willing to do it was mm even the ones that were pro bono, you know, Goldwater, Pacific Legal, all of those, nobody, uh, regular private entity attorneys, you know, weren't going to touch this because we were going up against the big boys. This isn't a little deal. We all know what's going on behind the scenes mm. and the depth of everything that's going on. So it was difficult. We finally did find one and that they said, and they were a local conservative firm. So we're like, great, we have to raise the retainer of 25 grand. So we've been working on that for a few months. Well, we'd finally raised the retainer and had promised for money towards this. And this was two, three months ago now. So we reached out to the firm saying, hey, we're ready. We've got a couple questions. And the head legal counsel of the firm said, Oh, I'm so sorry. We've been asked to represent Governor Ducey in a different lawsuit. So we can't help you because it'll be a conflict of interest. Oh, no. So we thought, okay, number one, God was protecting us. Yeah. Because if they weren't going to stand up for the people, and yeah. if they were willing to go to Ducey to help him with everything that's happened in our mm -hmm. state, then we didn't want him anyway. Wow, that's a that's a good way to look at it. And so it was a similar uh, case. It was a similar issue. 
We, I, we have no idea. Oh, gotcha. we have no idea. And, and we were getting so vocal and, and known that we're not sure why mm-hmm. ask them to come on board for some other case. No idea. Yeah. So what we did do is, and during this time, some of the pieces started coming down. So the, the larger group amounts and the social distancing. And when we, right around this time, and, I'm, and I know there's a lot of people out there working on it, but then the mass mandate came down and we met with and talked with three other sets of attorneys. Mm-hmm. All of them said at this point, you are, you're losing standing because the pieces have been dropped, mm-hmm. but we still have the state of emergency. The mm-hmm. state of emergency has not been rescinded. From my understanding, he gets CARES money, got federal government money for staying in the state of emergency. I'd love to know where that money's all gone. Mm-hmm. And that gives him the right under some of the statutes around the mandating of the vaccines. So that was still important to us to get this state of emergency down because when our legislatures leave session, praying that it's after the audit, when they're out of session again, since he didn't call them in last year when he should have brought them because it's not his job to create the laws, it's the legislature Mm -hmm. acting as a sole overseer over 7.4 million people making decisions for these people with no peer support. Right. Don't they call those kings? Uh, Monarchs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I could think of other words that are similar. Tyrants. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So during that time, we talked to these attorneys, and one was also a high-profile uh, high attorney. I said, my gut tells me when the legislature is out of session and Ducey has not pulled down the state of emergency, he can pull it back up again. Oh, my gosh. What he decided to do is he's like, just put the money aside. Just let it sit there. He goes, if this happens again, it's an immediate lawsuit. So we're like, okay, okay. we're going to sit there, and we're going to do this. So that has brought us to the last couple months where we've created more initiatives um, that we're going to be launching, watching to see what happens, but there's other actions that, that we can take. Absolutely. Huh? So can you retain this attorney so this one doesn't get hopped <laughs> off to the side? I don't think he's going to get popped because of the uh, individuals he's represented before. And also the individuals in group cities representing now. Okay. So you're not going to tell me because we don't want the other side to know. So don't, but I'm sorry, Dan, you were going to well, say I'm something. Gonna say, I'm surprised mm-hmm. that they wouldn't want to go on through with this because even though he's, he's lessened the power, you know, taken away all these uh, mandates, what's to keep him from doing it again? And by suing him now, could prevent that from happening in the future because they're going to do it again. They tasted control. Mm-hmm. They're going to, they're going to go after more things. Down in right. The road. I, I honestly think because when we look at the system at this point, you know, we've all been asleep, enjoying our little lives. None of us expected to get involved. I, I remember it was really funny. There was a, um, I was listening to Caleb last year. It was probably June or July. And the person, or the host that was on there saying, you know, what did you say during this pandemic that you never thought you'd say before? And she was joking, going, well, I changed out of my morning pajamas into my afternoon pajamas. 
And I had to sit there and think and go, I never thought I would say I was going to be a freedom fighter. That would have entered my mind, thoughts, anything. So, hey, we are in this because we've been asleep. We let the control happen. And now we have to fight. So I think with a lot of, we know the government, we know our judges, we know the system is corrupt. And I think it's way bigger and deeper than we think. And I think that's why this has been difficult. And now I think it really does come down to we, the people, Mm -hmm. taking it back and doing something about it because they are not fighting for us. Mm -hmm. They're not standing up for us. And it just keeps showing us the depth just keeps getting deeper. Well, and it really is a two-way street, for lack of a better way to say it. Not only have people, uh, our elected officials at every level, I mean, we're talking school boards, we're talking mayors, we're talking governors, we're talking state legislatures, we're talking federal legislatures, we're talking the presidency, like the whole thing, not only have they completely overstepped their boundaries, but the only way they could do that is as you were alluding to, because we, the citizens, let it happen. And, you know, we cannot doze off again, which I, I know is exactly what you're saying and why I'm so happy that your group uh, stand is, uh, let me say it the right way, stand up AZ, AZ Arizona, stands up. Arizona stands up, right. Arizona stands up, is out there. You'll be as a watchdog group and I don't think your work is ever going to run out, honestly. No, and that was something Teresa and I talked about because she's, you know, fighting for her daughter's future freedom i'm fighting for my future grandkids freedom and we realized when we stepped into this we're like we think we're going to be at this all the way we Mm -hmm. we don't think this is going to end and there are lots of things that we can do as arizonans and americans to fight this and now we're at that point because we are on that precipice of losing it and we can't lose it here because if we go down, the whole world goes down. Boy, that's so true. we have to fight here at our level, wherever that is. Because, you know, people have said, you know, why don't you go work on this this direction and work on this? It's like, no, Arizona's home right now. This is our backyard. We have to fight right here to take back right here as opposed to anywhere else right now. And, and it'll just filter out across like we have a whole bunch of states that are um, part of the Stands Up movement. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to be launching for them a website, americastandsup.org, so that people across the U.S. can find yes. states that are doing something and, and, and get in with them, at least the groups that are doing some action in their states so they can find them. That's fantastic. It's funny that, you know, uh, the vast mandate has really woken a lot of people up because there are controls that's been here before that. We There's a lot of things going on. But when you were saying all those politicians' names and stuff and you're telling people to stand up, you know, it, it's funny because they let people out of prison because they were worried about COVID in the prisons. But then what would have happened if no one would have wore a mask and said, no, we're not wearing it. And they, would, they arrested people and put them in jail for not wearing masks all throughout the country 
and yet they took people out of jail I know. because I know COVID. So it's like we're in upside down land. We had a. Oh, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say everything's upside down. Everything we know is upside down. I mean, you could never wear masks into a bank before for a specific reason. Right. Oh my gosh, we own a gun store, and for a year, we have been saying to people against our own better judgment, obviously. Uh, you know, what other time in history would we have said, "Oh no, I'm sorry, you cannot enter our gun store." unless you are concealed, you know, by a mask and gloves on your head. I mean, it's just been like a huge it's head scratcher. Down. It's been very ang anxiety producing. Um, it's just been a, a really um, difficult season. Uh, as you say, banks and stores like jewelry stores and, and gun shops, uh, I, I really any retail space because I think that the bad guys have, have really had more of an advantage than ever before um, being encouraged. We had some work done to our house. I can't remember what it was. And, you know, I went to answer the door and look through the peephole and there's two guys standing there with black masks on their faces. Now I knew they were coming. Uh, I knew what time they were coming, but I, I'm telling you, when I looked through my peephole and saw that, it gave me a definite start uh, because it just looks menacing. It looks wrong. Uh, so it took me an extra minute to open the door. And then I apologized to them because I was really flustered because <laughs> you know, I'm like surprised at my own reaction. But yet I think it's a very natural reaction because all the rest of this is so unnatural. Exactly. And it is natural. And I think that's why the anxiety and the, and the pressure on people and all of the, you know, illnesses that have come from this, because this is upside down. Everything about it is wrong. Everything about it is wrong from the making to the, to the forcing of vaccinations to, you know, taking the rights away of going in a grocery store or just shopping or travel or all these things. There, there is such a huge agenda behind all this and we have to take our lives and our freedom back because it is it is disappearing daily because of the control that's happening at such a high echelon Julie, but, they, you know, they they scared us though they the, the, the to control us they scared us and so when 70 percent of the people are scared and they follow these rules then it's easy to make the others comply and that's that's where the whole thing's wrong to me. Yeah. Wait, and you're right, because when in the beginning, I remember because I haven't watched TV for over a year with any kind of news or anything because it was all fear-based and indoctrination. I remember some of those first, maybe in March, those first uh news blitz where it said, you know, pandemic in big letters and and you know, all this kind of stuff, and the fear that was indoctrinated into people to be afraid of their each other their you know family their mm -hmm. friends that they've known forever it's like it was it was intense indoctrination and it, and it's going to take i mean it took we're still here a year and a half later people are still wearing the mask and they're still imposing all these ridiculous regulations but it's going to take longer than that yeah. to get people out of where they've gotten to this point. And, and what makes me so sad is seeing these masks on little kids I know. that, you know, 
I'll yeah. say it to me, that is child abuse. It is wrong. Mm -hmm. And you think about these little kids that have worn a mask for a year, the ages two to six or whatever, what that's going to do to them psychologically in about 20 years when they have been unable to see emotions and expressions and deal and everything has been fear. Like, don't go near grandma, you're going to kill her. Mm -hmm. You know, all of these things for these poor kids that they've gone through, it's just, it's going to have, it's going to have this devastating effect in so many directions that we can't even see it. Oh, I agree with you hundred percent. We have a, an almost two year old granddaughter and a almost seven year old granddaughter. And so the, the six year old, uh, you know, we went through, uh, her, her kindergarten year was, uh, disrupted, not because of COVID, there was something going on. Her teacher had a health issue. So half of her kindergarten year was just a series of random uh, substitute teachers. So that was, if nobody could help that, it just was what it was. Then here comes first grade. She got up to uh, the week or so before her spring break of first grade. Um, and that was it. There was no more normal school and now it was we're trying to figure it out like do we is it just really two weeks okay well then we'll just kind of hang out for two weeks but then when it kept extending then i'm like i am not a homeschooler but i'm doing my best you know to try to do what i feel like i can try to do to help and of course your parents were as well and then we were doing this independent online work learning she's six people there was yeah. nothing independent and there was no learning going on, um, but at least it added a little structure to her days and my days. And so that helped a little bit, but then her two-year-old sister is running around making kid noises. So she's distracted, you know, and then they finally go back to school. And I was happy for that, even though all of this indoctrination stuff we're hearing about critical race theory and other stuff that we wouldn't agree with, we're, we're trying to figure out, well, how big of a part is that playing in first grade? We don't really know. Um, but we were glad that she was having that social interaction with her friends again and, and that kind of normalcy returning. But then here's these masks. And I'm just thinking how awful for them to, I think we're going to have learning deficits in language. I think kids need to be able to, and I'm not alone in this, if you ask speech teachers, Children need to be able to see how people use their whole faces and their mouths. Uh, I, I do agree with you. I think there's going to be some reverberating effects. And I think one of the, the worst reverberating effects is that the entire world was traumatized at the exact same moment. And how is that going to play out as far as how resilient are we to be able to go, oh, you know that thing that happened? never again, where I think way too many people are going to be, oh, that thing that happened, I, and they'll, they'll kind of revert back to that childlike um, posture, looking to big daddy government right. to, to tell them, yes. okay, now what do I do? What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be really hard to pull out um, a lot of people that have been sitting in this fear and the indoctrination to get them back to a place of, you know, normalcy. I just, I tell people, I'm like, 
use your common sense. You were fine before this happened. Yes. We've gone through other viruses. Yes. This is a, a flu virus we have every year. We haven't had any more people die than any other year. This is yes. the same thing that happens in our, you know, with our elderly every year that have two to four comorbidities. They get the flu, it exacerbates their comorbidities and they pass. You know, everyone has a day that they die. Nobody gets out of here alive. So whatever that looks like, everyone has the right to decide, you know, what they do with their health and their lives. It's not the government's job to control our health. It's our job to control our health. Whether we eat healthy, whether we exercise, whether we choose not to do that, those choices dictate what our lives look like and when we die. Yeah. It's not the government's job to do that. And when we have, you know, the same amount of, of our seniors roughly die last year as they do every year before, mm -hmm. that's nothing new. That, that's nothing new. That's just how life goes. So to, and, it's go not ahead. our government's job. I, I apologize for interrupting. It's not our government's no. job, but it's also not our neighbor's job. And there's right. been such an encouragement over this past year for neighbors to police each other, to tell on each other through hotlines. I mean, I don't, there's not enough uh, lawyers in the world to bring lawsuits against that sort of thing. How do we, how do we address that? I, you know what, I think it's time. I, you know, when I started this, I lost family and friends over this. Mm -hmm. Because of my stance, because of shouting from the rooftops last year, talking about what's been happening family and friends thinking I'm crazy. You know, you're a conspiracy theorist. I didn't even know what that word was before last year. I'm like, no, I understand truth and facts. And I understand I have an immune system. And I understand that our rights are getting stomped on basic things. And it comes down to common sense. So until, you know, you can only educate and share information with people. And if they don't want to see it, you've, you've done your best and you move on. And then you talk to somebody else and you see if they can do it. And then you move on. You can't help the people that don't want to be helped or aren't willing to take responsibility for their lives. They're willing to have somebody else take over. That's why, you know, socialism could be so easy because people think the government's supposed to take care of them when they're not. They are servants to us. They were put in that position. They are servants to us. Mm -hmm. We make the decisions we, the people, have the freedom and the rights and our God-given natural rights. They serve us, and they've forgotten that. Yes, and we have as well. comes into putting them on notice that we have our constitutional rights, not only here in Arizona, but also unilaterally across America. Those are, you know, our founding fathers knew exactly what they were doing because they showed us what could happen again. 250 years ago, we're looking at it again where the government is taking over when they don't have the right. And it's our job to put them on notice that they cannot do that. And that's where our shift at this moment of dealing with this lawsuit, because even when I, so this was interesting. I found this out about a week and a half ago. I check in with the other stand up movement states to see what's happening. I found out from Ohio because they had filed last June or July somewhere between October and December, the judge in the case got together with the state's defense attorney and spoke in private without the Ohio Stands Up attorney present, 
And they decided that the case was too difficult and they threw it out. Oh, wow. Now, also at the same time when New Mexico filed their lawsuit with Ohio, they filed against the CDC together in a joint lawsuit for fraud because we know what's going on at the CDC and all the fraud and the laws that they broke to change the death certificate numbers and the way that death certificates were done. Same thing. Judge says this lawsuit is too difficult. They threw it out. So New Mexico has refiled against the CDC, but in the corruption of what's going on, judges aren't looking at the lawsuits. We've seen issues with our Supreme Court. So it really does get down to, it really is going to be about us standing up. So not even thinking at this point about these lawsuits, because obviously we're dealing with corruption in the judicial system as well. And we see that everywhere. We're seeing our audit. We're seeing everything. This is where people have to wake up and stand up. So that's why we are focusing on, which is our original goals also, is to advocate, educate, and initiate new actions. So our goal is to advocate for the citizens of Arizona in multiple ways. We're also here to educate on their constitutional rights and also that we are a constitutional republic. So people understand their rights to be able to fight for them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, initiating action. We have, we have three new size uh, initiatives that we're about to launch June 1st. So it's, it's going to take whatever it takes to teach people that they have rights, they have freedoms that are theirs, that the government cannot usurp those rights. And we have to take it back so it becomes we the people again. Well, if I'm an attorney and you tell me the case is too difficult, I'm going to go watch this. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't I don't understand that. But what a cop out! You know, I, and I do want to get judges. back. What I want a cop out! I want to get back on the um, so all these people that complied, complied, complied because they were in fear. Then they wake up and go, "All this was for nothing. It really didn't mean anything." Are they going to be easily tricked the next time around? We don't know. Gosh, I, I hope not. I would hope when they do wake up and uh, I hope when they do wake up that it sticks and stays because maybe they'll start doing the research and looking on their own. Mm -hmm. It happened and not believe because we have so many, you know, psyops going on out there. We've got false flags. We have more deceptive information now that you have to be really careful what you listen to and what you see, because there are these antagonists out there that are even infiltrating the good side to make, you know, it's sad. It, it, the deception and the evil is so deep. Mm -hmm. People have to really be, look themselves, do the research, find the facts and the truth. And we're doing everything we can to get that out there as well to help people. Right. And the CDC, I mean, they, they made mistakes and then they used the media to help cover them up for their mistakes and you're just covering up. So, you know, if you're told something through all the media, you're going to believe it mm -hmm. if you're not careful and you don't research it. Yeah. And, and so. people were told to stay home all that time. And all they had interaction with was the TV. Mm -hmm. The media yep. is pure left evil indoctrinating and it's owned by the people that are behind the scenes so all the information has been out stay home right. yeah. 
going to hurt somebody. This is, this is a killer virus. You know, the fear was placed. Well, and here's the, the thing that, you know, we've experienced this in the, the firearms industry and, you know, the, the two-way advocacy uh, work that we do is, you know, one side is just saying freedom, right? Just freedom to choose for myself, freedom for you, whoever you is to choose for yourself. And we're seen as crazy people. Then there's this other side that's saying, no, you will do things exactly the way that I say, or you will pay a price. There will be a cost for you. And they're the ones that are somehow seen as fine and normal and virtuous and all that kind of thing. And even with AZ Stands Up, you know, you're fighting for the freedom and individual liberties of even the people who want to steal yours, you know, even right. for people that are trying to put their own in the shredder. And, and I do hope that at some point they wake up and realize, oh, thank God somebody out there was thinking differently than I am. Because, you know, usually that is even with our constitution, right? So we had the federalists and then we had the anti, hey, there it is, twitting, same constitution. Um, <laughs> it's in, it's look, in I, have one, I have one too. <laughs> it's actually sitting on my desk i have it in my purse and my notebook all the time and we show people and we're exactly after, we're starting a chapter up in prescott and they're already ordering them so they can hand them out so it's cool that's fantastic and you know it's it's cute because you and i have the same one with the same cover on it you know but when when i say it's the same constitution you know that even has reverberating effects because you know they're there isn't a conservative constitution and a right. liberal constitution. And, you know, it's all the same. Don't it was be given written, an idea, Cheryl. It was written for all of us. And then when I talk about that tension between two ideas, and we had the federalists that were for bigger government, and then we had the anti-federalists that were more for individual liberties. And because of that tension, because of sharing ideas and not squelching each other's ideas, not censoring each other's ideas, we ended up with this amazing inherit inheritance and uh, this wonderful roadmap for how to do a nation, how to run a nation, how to build a nation that is the most unique and has been the strongest and most successful over all these years. And it was not built by people who were cowering on their sofa, watching Netflix, waiting for permission from somebody to leave their house because of germs and right so let's tap into the spirit of the people that created this nation that didn't take no for an answer and uh didn't wait for uh great britain's permission to right. do whatever it was that we as as sovereign free individuals who were endowed by our creator to, right. to live our life right you're right and even like when you're saying this is a conversation i've had because our our family is basically split down the center including two of my children and when i talk with my brother i'm like they don't even realize that i'm actually fighting for their rights i'm fighting for their rights to continue to have the freedom that they have and they don't exactly. They can't see it. They're literally blinded. They can't see it. 
But when you're talking about our, you know, our constitutional rights, and it's so important that people have the facts and what we do um, at our in-person meetings is we show um, Liberty First University, Chris Ann Hall. So we show that at every um, in-person meeting, we'll do at least a half an hour of videos. And we've all learned so much because we weren't taught it in school. We've missed yes. it for decades. Yes. And knowing that it wasn't just, you know, 20 years that the constitution came to be, it was over 700 years. Mm -hmm. All of the things that happened over time mm -hmm. brought us to that point mm -hmm. of having that constitution set in set in place and and people need to understand the history and their rights to be able to fight for that but you're right everything's everything's upside down it's really just you know educating people helping them initiate action in a peaceful non-compliance way mm -hmm. we don't do things that are aggressive we have the rights we can stand on those and there's a lot more of us than there are of the ones creating this agenda I believe that. Um, so you mentioned as of June 1st, which is just a week after this show airs, um, that you've got some new uh, initiatives coming out. Can you share what those are? Yes, it's not really coming out till June 1st, but, but this will be fun. So we actually have three initiatives that we're working on, and we have created three new groups within our um, movement within Arizona Stands Up. So the first one is an events and a community action committee. Part of what that looks like is we're going to be launching a Freedom Town Hall. So we're gonna create a town hall for the public to come into to hear um, uh, just about anything that has to do with our freedom, constitutional rights. So whether it's, it's moderating for people that are um, coming up. <laughs> My dogs are barking. because That's okay. It happens. We're at home too. So it could happen the, the, here. The trash man's like right out front. So they're, <laughs> they're barking. No worries. Um, so whether it's people that are running for a new office, raising up new leadership, we will put them in front of the people so that the people can, can ask questions and talk to them. Another piece of it is we're launching our Arizona Stands Up Medical Freedom Alliance. Mm going to be bringing together medical freedom advocates from every discipline to also give them that platform to be heard on the facts and the truth that's out there. So from doctors, nurses, naturopaths, chiropractors, researchers, um, and wellness doctors, anyone in that discipline that is getting the truth out will also give them the platform of the Freedom Hall at different, different times. And um, the final one is our, it actually kind of uh, was birthed watching one of Chris and Paul's videos. And it really hit a bunch of us between the eyes. So we were watching that one where it talked about, um, I think it's James Otis, but he went into that courtroom all alone when he went in there to confront what was going on. But during that time, Madison and uh, Adams had created, because they couldn't get the information out to the people, um, to what uh, Great Britain was doing and in, in the, in the, the tyrannical measures is they created their committees of correspondence to get those facts and information out. So what we have done is we've created our founders committees of correspondence and we're launching what's called the Freedom Papers. So oh, wow. we are creating a grassroots type newspaper, not really a newspaper because we don't want to do a newspaper, 
but a paper or information about um, with articles and information and interviews based on the truth and facts, because we know that everyone's been censored, whether it's media, whether it's social media, across the board, magazines. I, I mean, everything. I, I quit People Magazine a few years back because they just started getting nasty. So what this is, is a paper that people can read and find the information and they can decide whether they agree with it or not. Here's, here's some facts, here's articles, here's information, as well as a calendar of events of things that are going on across Arizona so people can get out there. It's going to take bringing everybody together and educating them to make us all be able to stand up together because we have scattered things out there. We're trying to figure out the best way to get the education out to people and let them know where they can go find to get involved, whether it's their LD meetings or if someone's teaching on how to become a precinct committee or constitutional training. So it's, it's, it's going to be really fun because it's going to become something on its own. And it, but we're going to actually have a paper that we will take out to uh, freedom loving businesses <laughs> and leave it for people to pick up. Um, I, I kind of think of it as, you know, when we were growing up, the you go to 7-Eleven and there was those little red racks next to the, uh -huh. the, and it either had the auto trader or something in it. Yes. Or that little ad paper. So taking it out to businesses so that the public can pick it up and take one with them mm -hmm. and be out there. And since we're a nonprofit, I mean, everything we do, we're all volunteering our own time and everything. So to make this work, we're going to look for businesses that want to sponsor an issue, it can be a, a business sponsor issue because that will pay for the printing and the graphic design. So yeah. they'll get a little blurb on the back about their business, but that'll help us get it out there to the public. So we're, we're, we're pretty excited. And I think it could identify a business as, you know, we are constitutional minded, you know, we are kind of, you know, create that bond of we are the same. We are you, you are us. And uh, I think that's wonderful because, you know, there's so many businesses out there that have purposely inserted themselves in the political arena to work against our rights in so many ways, second amendment issues, um, you know, all kinds of things. And so uh, there hasn't really been a way for businesses that feel that, you know, we want to be, constitutionally based. We, we do love our, our rights uh, for them to have um, an opportunity to kind of counter that voice. So I, I think that's a neat idea, but um, we really need to start wrapping up and we've got so much more to talk about. We're going to have to have you back on soon. I know you're going to have my partner on here soon. So yes, she'll be filling in on, on even more, but I appreciate you letting me be on. Absolutely. Well, Julie, thank you for, you know, waking people up. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you. So just as we're going out, tell folks once again, what websites are important, uh, what social media platforms you guys are on so that they can dive in and help. Yes, yes. We <laughs> and the biggest help is not only getting involved, but any donations because anything we do you know, goes towards what we're working on. So that's huge being a nonprofit. Um, but our website is www.azstandsup.org. 
So azstandsup.org. You can find us on Facebook. We have a page and a group, Arizona Stands Up. Um, we're also on Twitter um, under Americans, the number four, TAF. So when it was when I first started, it was Americans for Truth and Freedom. So it's Americans, the number four, the letters TAF, and that's on Twitter. And then on Instagram, we are also Americans for Truth and Freedom. And Arizona stands up as like the second half of it, but it's Americans for Truth and Freedom. Fantastic. I absolutely admire uh, what you're doing and admire you for stepping so far out of your comfort zone. I mean, like you said, it's disrupting your very family. And again, that harkens back to what went on with our founders. You know that they had family members that were like, no, the crown is the way to go, you know, and <laughs> yeah. Our founders and, our, and the patriots were like, mm, yeah, not quite so much. Yeah, and uh, and, it, you know, and it's and it's sad, but it's necessary because mm -hmm. if we don't, then they won't have freedom either. Right. And it, and it's for all of our kids. It's for our grandkids. You know, they deserve what we've had. We can't lose that for them. Absolutely, we have to preserve our inheritance so that it can become their inheritance. Yeah as intact as humanly possible. Julie, thank you again thank so you. much. We really appreciate you and we will be checking back in. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. We're all in this together. We're all fighting together. It's a team effort. Amen. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. You know, it looks like to me that we need a uh, couple of Julie Wentz in California. <laughs> yes. At least a couple of Julie Wences. Well, she mentioned Ohio. She mentioned New Mexico. She mentioned that they're having a national website, americastandsup.org, which will give, you know, if there are people in California, right. you know, maybe there already is a California Stands Up. I'm not sure. But um, if there isn't, then maybe they can go to this americastandsup.org and, and start getting inspired and getting connected. So, um, well, you know, what we're talking, time. you know, going through, you're thinking about the stuff that we talk about and, uh, what we've all learned is that fear gives control you know and if if you can all reaction to yeah, fear if you can teach fear to people control. you can control them mm -hmm. and when you were talking earlier I, I was thinking well that's why they're kind of winning the gun battle mm -hmm. or they think they're winning the gun battle mm -hmm. because they are they are making people that are on the fence or don't know anything about guns fearful of the gun mm -hmm. not you know i mean the gun itself mm -hmm. you you see that gun oh my gosh mm -hmm. and um and it's that's how they that's how they kind of win mm -hmm. because they made us afraid that we couldn't go out of our houses because of this covid and um made it's, us afraid of each other yeah i mean how evil is so that, that you're going to turn on your neighbor because you're afraid and it's like this thing happened, what, in March in Arizona? I mean, it really kind of started getting heavy. And I didn't wear a mask until I just literally couldn't go into a store. Mm -hmm. And I remember going into Home Depot, uh, not Home Depot, but Lowe's, for several months. And everybody's wearing masks but me. And they give me this evil look and kind of kind of rude to me and stuff. Mm -hmm. So finally, I started wearing the mask, not because of the fear of the government, just because... I didn't want, you know, 
I don't want to upset everybody, but now I, I don't wear a mask. Yeah, the yeah, social I mean, pressure has they been. They have to yell at me to tell me to leave before I'll. Yeah, the social pressure has been intense. It's like, you know, I go back to like junior high school in my mind and think, you know, it's like, you know, there was the cool kids yeah. who all had their masks on. And then there were the, you know, yeah. the undesirables and, you know, that peer pressure that we've tried to teach our children not to fall for. And the sticks and stones may break my bones, but words don't hurt me. Like, where has all of that gone? I mean, at, at its basic level, um, we've been all reverted back to so like junior and, high. Sticks and stones may break my bones and mask may suffocate me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got to get out of here uh, for right now. But thank you so much to Julie Wentz of Arizona Stands Up. Uh, thank you to our amazing listeners who are not just here in Arizona standing up, but all across the nation, all across the globe. Uh, we so value you. Your time is your most finite commodity. And when you spend it with us, man, that's everything. We, we notice, we appreciate it. Um, and uh, I love that you take these conversations around your own dinner tables your carpools, your um, little league practice games, you know, wherever you congregate, and even your online chat rooms. These conversations are what really opens our minds and, and changes uh, the world, honestly. So thank you for all that you do in that, taking what our subject matter experts have discussed and, and continually breathing life into it by moving the message forward. Um, what else, Dan? We've got to, you know, encourage people maybe if they missed anything that they could find the full length of all of the audio version of our shows on gunfreedomradio.com. Is that where they can binge listen to the hot content? They absolutely can when they click the on-demand tab. Yes, they can. They can find the video version on uh, GunStreamer, right, on YouTube and also on the smartphone app, OpsLens. So uh, we really value when you guys uh, spend time on those platforms because it not only helps us, uh, but it helps those platforms as well. And especially Gun, Freamer, Gun Streamer and OpsLens, those are, you know, they're not as huge as YouTube and they're also not into censorship. So we, we really wanna help um, drive more traffic to those two particular sites. Um, until next time, right? Pray for our nation. Absolutely. Who else are we going to pray for? Pray for our representatives. Mm -hmm. How about the ones we don't like? We like representatives. All of them? The ones that represent? Yes. Don't we like, don't you, don't you like representatives that represent? Yeah. But what about the ones that, you know, they just wear the label and they don't really Vote represent? Them out. That's true. But we're just still going to pray them for them. Yeah. Even the ones we don't like. Sure especially the ones we don't like. Sure. And until next time, have a great week. Be good to each other and God bless. Bye-bye.